0: Hello and welcome to the Found in the Forest podcast. I'm Craig Sirhit. I developed a series to spread the word about how the environmental school in British Columbia is changing everything I thought I knew about education. This podcast series is a collection of interviews which includes my discussions with the educators, administrators, researchers, parents and students that are involved in the environmental school. This week's episode is one of my favourites. It has to do with how the educators, students, and parents deal with the weather since they spend the majority of the school year outside in a temperate rainforest. This chapter was also the most challenging for me to film, since cameras don't mix well with water and mud. But because I wanted to capture the true experience of being at the environmental school, it meant I needed to spend a significant amount of time in the rain. And I have to admit that the days of filming while being poured on all day are some of my most memorable.
1: My. I see people without rain gear on. If you do not have your raincoat on, go get it right now, Gavin. Get your raincoat on. There's a big storm coming. This is nothing compared to what we're going to get in about two minutes. Hey, while we wait, why why am I telling
2: some kids to have umbrellas? Get rid of the umbrella. Get a rain jacket. Justin, hand isn't free, right? I'm kind of only half as useful as regular, and sometimes I'm not very, very useful with two hands, am I? So. Let's go back to to the topic. I'm not sure if it's a challenge. I think it's a learning experience. See, if, if we were to experience weather and get to know weather, then we would be different in weather settings. So like the kids would say, and I've quoted this often, the kids say, why aren't they outside? And the people inside will say, why are the kids outside in this weather? Right, So the kids get to know whether, they get to dress appropriately, they get to stay warm and dry, they get to learn out there and do all their activities out there. I really worried about it the first uh, few months of, of being here because I thought it rained all the time. And I, um, I I spent a lot of time in the woods too and I still thought it rained all the time. And uh, I also thought that it would be a problem. I, 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 if you would asked me in September a year and a half ago, I would have told you for sure it's gonna be a problem. But very quickly I found, I'd say to the kids, I'm sorry it rained so hard today. And they all go, it didn't rain hard at all. And and they were way less bothered by it than I was. And I kind of went from holding my breath and being worried about it to kind of running with what's happening. And the kids do too. And, and they've become wiser over the last two years also. A year ago they all took their rain jackets off when they got too hot, they get wet and then they couldn't get warm. Now they take those bottom layers off and keep the rain jacket on. And And they just keep going you kind of adapt and keep going, you know? And it's, it's not an issue. <laughs> I, you, you know something else? We must be playing like rain beats on the drum because every time we start playing the drums, the skies open up on us, don't they?
3: In the forest, it's easier to deal with the rain because the trees kind of block a lot. So it's no big deal when you're in the forest, but when you're in open field, dikes at the lake, you cannot hide. But the kids don't care. They really don't. You'll ask any kid that goes here, what do you do when it rains? They'll say, you wear rain gear. And the kids are stoked that they can jump in puddles all day long.
4: So very often, when it's just a, a bit of rain, it it doesn't really affect, seem to affect their mood very much at all. Um, obviously, there are times when it's cold and wet and or oh, oh, it's been raining for a long time and every everything's damp and wet, and that that impacts it. right? So then it's just a case of trying to find different ways of doing the learning in those situations.
2: I want to, to do two things with you today. I want to spend give you some more time to work on your um, projects that you've been working on. I also want to get down and I want to take a look at the aquatic insects in the water right now. Now, going down to do the aquatic insects, you're exposed to the weather, you're exposed to the water a little bit, and it's supposed to rain less as the day goes on so i don't know if you want to save the aquatic insects till after recess or till after lunch but that would mean this time right now that in here would be some real focused work time
1: some days when it's really pounding you think oh well, it's going to be a challenge and monday we totally changed our plan it was pouring rain and we did a great hike and we hadn't done a big hike here for quite a while so we looked at signs of fall and changes since the last time we'd been on the hike. And uh, we had a great time. And it rained all day. But we bundled up and, you know, put our rain hats on. And, and other than the odd blister from their kids are wearing waders now. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's rainy when they wear their waders to school.
2: I think it's just another part of what we can learn from out here. You know, like there's, there's so much to learn about the watershed and the rain or the, you know, what cold is like. <laughs>
5: Weather is a part of real life, and it rains, it snows, it sleets, it's sun, sunshine, it's foggy, it's whatever, it's real life, especially on the West Coast. And it's another layer of knowing the place, knowing that this is the West Coast and we live in a rainforest. Knowing that the weather and the systems and everything impact everything else. And I think it, it sort of is a piece of understanding of place. So if we're going to look at place, you can't just take a part out because it's awkward or a little bit icky or sometimes you're cold or sometimes you're wet. So you just dress for it and work it out and understand that that's just a piece of the whole. And so, again, if we're after holistic education, if we're looking looking to educate the whole child within a whole experience, weather is a huge part of that. Yesterday was like pouring rain. There's like a lake by the shelter and like people play in it. Like they go, oh look a puddle, let's go in it. And we had to make a rule, not going in puddles until after lunch, so you don't get soaking wet. In a way, I'm kind of excited when it's raining because it's really fun. Like once you're soaked, then you can't get any more wet than that, so it's good. But I usually tend to stay warm now.
2: I wear a lot less fashionable clothes now. It's nice not to worry about what you're wearing just worry about how it's going to protect you from the elements.
4: I think that in the same way as the students have developed a resilience towards it, right? so I think the parents have as well. And their acceptance of what state a kid should be in when they come home from school has changed. Right? And developed systems for drying things and cleaning things. And yeah, I don't think I feel like I hear so many stories about it now. It's just kind of, well, that's how they come home and... That's just the way it is.
5: Surprisingly, there have been no issues, like weather regarding weather. Everyone says, how do do they? Don't they get wet? Well, yes, they do, (laughs) and it doesn't matter. What other people would think would be an obstacle or or a a deterrent or a detriment, it's not an issue. They've embraced the weather and they've embraced the surroundings, the dirt. Everything that anyone else would think is negative to them, it's just, just is, and it's great. They like getting dirty. They don't, they do not afraid to get wet. It's awesome. Our biggest expense for the school has been clothing, for sure. Merino long underwear and microfleece long underwear and, you know, kid-sized hip waders and Gore-Tex kids' jackets and wool, you know, really good thick wool socks and really good warm boots and one-piece snowsuits and all that kind of stuff. Like, we, we went for it because at the end of the day, him being able to be warm and comfortable and dry all day allows him to be here and allows him to learn in this environment and, you know, we just saw it as, as extension of, like, it was his version of school supplies. No. I
1: mud. mud is so awesome. The kids never get tired of mud. So we do have a bit of a rule that you can't play in the mud till right at the very end of the day. A huge challenge, I think, for parents because they have to transport them home. And then I'm sure all these clothes must go straight in the wash.
3: I do a lot of laundry, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I think that, quite honestly, I have two of the dirtiest kids here. You know, I also don't worry about the fact that, you know, if my kids really want to roll in the mud for that day, then
2: then that's great, enjoy it. They love mud. And, and I realize how much I do too, like, I'll stand in it and I'm just sitting there making little things with my feet. But, there's you know in the classroom they're bringing in play-doh and the and they got this little sandbox there for the kids to play with because there's this ability to manipulate and, and it's tactile and it feels neat well we don't have to bring it in it's just built in right here you know and uh it draws everybody from grade eight down to kindergarten My my son yesterday i had to get him in trouble for playing with the mud at lunchtime when they weren't supposed to and he's grade 8, right?
3: There's a wonderful report from the National Wildlife Federation that's called the Dirt Report and it talks about all the health benefits of dirt, even just getting dirt on your skin and how it stimulates like serotonin and makes you so much healthier and in the end kids who are exposed to more dirt as kids will have such a, a lower rate of cardiovascular issues when they're adults, so amazing stats have come just from studying the effect of dirt on kids.
0: Does weather have a big impact on your learning day to day?
4: Not really unless it's kind of something like uh, if we have to work with our computers, like it's something we need to get done for projects. Sometimes it's hard because you can't use the computers out in the open, you'll have to be crammed into a small area, but other than that if we're learning outside and kind of doing a lot of hands-on stuff. Like without paper and pencil and stuff, it's easy just throw on a rain jacket and you're good.
1: It's taught them a lot about how their behavior and thought process and consequences. I think it's taught them a lot about consequences. So if anything else, it's self-correction in a lot of ways, right? Like we can tell them, but until they experience that, hey, I got really wet when I swam through that puddle and, and it wasn't fun for the rest of the day. You know, I guess it's kind of like construction you know, when the framers, when the weather's good, they they do a lot of work. You know, or the guys excavating, building their basement or whatever. They, when the weather's good, production is high. When the weather's bad, still production, but it's for sure it's slower. But, you know, how many hours a day do kids need to be learning? You know, when I look at the efficiency of our school system, I think the actual learning part. You know, if, if you could. If you were super efficient and the kids just utilized every minute, probably the time from morning till recess, that block of learning, that's probably all the learning they do in a day. There's so many distractions with other things that are that are part of the school system, so there, there's another kind of learning. But when you look at purely academics, it can be condensed into a pretty tight area.
3: What can you not do in the rain? like? It's way better to talk about weather, for example. <laughs> Would you really want to talk about the water cycle when you don't even have any water around you? <laughs> it just makes no sense. You can't obviously get out your big novel or your piece of paper and write in the open rain because it's going to be ruined. That's what we have a yard for. We'll go inside, right? Go outside, have the rest of the day in the rain, go in the shelter every so often. No big deal.
2: They've pushed their comfort levels, and that's neat to see. In terms of the learning, Um, there is a lot of movement around that too. Like They're out in this rainforest and they're learning local plants and they're learning to identify flora and fauna and it's pouring rain and they don't really even notice it. So in that regard, they're able to pick stuff up where kids from mainstream school or aren't used to being outside, they may be less able to learn when they're being poured rain on. So our kids, I think, have that capacity. (laughs)
0: Well, that's it for this week's show. And just a reminder, you can watch the entire documentary at foundintheforest.com. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them to info at foundintheforest.com. And if you don't mind taking the time to rate this program on iTunes, that will help other people discover it. Next week's show, we look at eco-education. But first, I'll leave you today with a comment from environmental school principal, Clayton Maitland, with his thoughts on learning in the rain.
2: It fascinates me when people say you can't do that because it's raining. If you're out in it all the time, you can't remember it that wet or raining. But when you're inside, you think it's raining so hard. But as soon as you go out there and you spend some time out there, you know, it doesn't matter.